Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of his presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and he wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used his awe to inspire others to follow him deeper in their lives. Well, today on In Awe by Bruce, we have Rick Eldridge. He's one of the screenwriters for the wonderful movie called The Mulligan that came out just a couple months ago this summer. Uh, you probably do know him from some of his other works like Bobby Jones, Stroke of Genius, The Ultimate Gift Trilogy, or Gigi, the animated series. But The Mulligan is the movie that is based on a nice analogy with golf and Christianity and the need for forgiveness and redemption. And it stars Pat Boone. He's 87 years old, and i got to tell you, he does a wonderful job. He's the old golfing pro, and he's working on more than the golf game of Paul McAllister in the movie, who's played by Eric Close. Uh, you might remember him from the TV show Without a Trace, who ends up finding Christ as our mulligan, as all of us do, a second chance. And this is all done through the game of golf. Fabulous analogy. And it will be available on TVOD and DVD August 16th. And on top of that, there's an interactive guide, a journal, that we'll ask Rick to speak to in a little bit. But just would like to say, Rick, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Appreciate it. I'm going to ask you, you know, as you as a screenwriter and, and you've done so many other things in the entertainment industry and make things possible and stuff for movies and other things. The book, The Mulligan, was written by Ken Blanchard and golf pro Wally Armstrong, who I've talked to Wally before. What excited you about taking this on as a screenplay? Well, the two guys that I, I greatly admire, I mean, if, uh, if you've seen the iconic book, uh, One Minute Manager, that uh, Ken Blanchard wrote, yes, and it's kind of the, the business guru, if you will, has been for the last 30 years. That, uh, and so most of his writing has to do with uh, analogies on leadership and business, that kind of thing. And then you layer that with Wally, who is just a you know, 20-year PGA Touring pro and a great, great guy who... Uh, just has a, a real heart for God. And uh, the two of them got together and decided to do this around uh, the, the greatest uh, mulligan or the greatest second chance of all time, which is uh, a relationship with Christ. And Ken got very excited about it. And here he is speaking at IBMs and these kinds of conventions. But every time that he speaks, the one thing that he requires, uh, you yeah. know, they may pay him many, many thousands of dollars to come in and do this big keynote address, but he says, I won't come unless you'll let me tell a personal story. And that personal story typically always points right back to Christ. And so wow. a very natural thing that, that he and Wally wrote together around the book. It's kind of a unique thing too, in that, you know, how this happened. Uh, I get probably a dozen scripts a week. Uh, you know, I've made 30 movies now, so I get a lot of stuff that gets pointed my direction. And some of it could be very good, but it's just hard to get through it all. Mm -hmm. you, you don't really, and, and a lot of it is just not something I'm really resonating with or yeah. or whatever. And this book, uh, the way it came to me, a guy that works for me and as a production manager actually was up in the mountains with his wife and baby, and they were meeting his wife's roommate, you know, and they were just going to go to this 
beautiful mountain cabin and have the, the week together. And Jonathan, who works for me, just kind of went along. They met Chris Bird, who is actually the founder of the brand Arnold Palmer Half and Half, which is the drink, you know. That, oh, yeah. And he managed the Arnold Palmer brand, so big into golf. And his best buddy happened to be Wally Armstrong. So halfway through the week up in the mountains, Chris hands this book to Jonathan and say, you know, give this book to your uh, production guy. Uh, he might want to make a movie about this. And so sure enough, the next couple of days I was having coffee with Jonathan and he kind of told me what happened with his wife and the roommate and, and her dad and gave me this book and said, uh, you know, give it a read. Let me know what you think. And I looked at it and I said, Wally Armstrong I said, I went to church with Wally back in Orlando for many, many years. I know Wally. I said, yeah, let me read it. So I read the book. I really loved what it had to say. Happened to be making a trip back to Orlando. We, we have a condo here in Winter Park. Was playing golf with a buddy. I mean, literally, we're talking two days later. And I'm on the, I'm on the tee, just getting ready to hit. And who walks up but Wally Armstrong. No way. And, uh, so all of these things just kind of fell in play. And it just so happened that Ken Blanchard was speaking for a, a big business conference in Orlando that same week. So <laughs> Wally and I met, we talked, and he says, well, would you like to meet Ken? I said, oh, man, I'd love to meet Ken. I mean, who cares about the movie? I want to meet Ken Blanchard. <laughs> and so we went down to his speaking thing that he was doing at the convention center and met Ken. And it was just one of those things where everything lined up and and it was a it was a perfect moment, and that's how the movie came about. Well, I think we can mark that down as a God incident. Yeah, I think so. No you doubt know? about it. Multiple <laughs> God incidences. Yes. Absolutely. So tell me if I can put you on the spot personally. Can you tell us about a mulligan in your life, or the mulligan in your life, uh, whichever, where God overwhelmed you, or or touched you with His awe and His power, His glory? His presence or the need for forgiveness, redemption is, can I ask you about that? Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. And yes, uh, of course, you know, the best answer that any of us could uh, to give to that is uh, when God really uh, kind of got our attention and uh, gives us a second chance. And that's what's talked about in the movie in a very natural way through our character who has this beautifully successful business, but yet his personal life is just not together, is He's estranged from his wife. His kid hates him. He's got a bad relationship there. Yeah. So he winds up getting a do-over in life through the course of the movie. And that, of course, very naturally happened to me, too, as a, a young man. And But I, I think, uh, you know, something that probably will take you a little different direction than you would expect. Uh, when I was 25 years old, which is now, you know, many, many years ago, yeah. Uh, in perfect health, feeling great. I was actually a musician. I was out touring and playing and singing and recording and doing all the things I do. This was before my movie days. I uh, felt this kind of gurgling in my chest one one morning. And uh, oh it's kind of like a glim in your throat, you know. It just uh -huh. didn't, didn't hurt, didn't feel bad, but it was something. After that went on for a while, my wife says, you know, you probably should go get that checked. I don't have a doctor. We're in Orlando. It's where I quite lived at the time. And just kind of opened the yellow pages, point, okay, I'll go see him, and called this doctor and went to see him, and, and he listens to my heart for about 30 seconds, and he says, well, you know you've got a heart murmur, and I said, well, no, hmm. I've never had a heart murmur, and I, we pulled all my records and look at everything, and he says, well, you're right, you've never had a heart murmur, but what you're seeing and what you're feeling there is a, a 0.6 hole in your heart, and that 
gurgling is actually blood being pumped into your chest cavity. And although it might not hurt right now, it will kill you if we don't take care of it. Oh, and, boy. Uh, so I went literally from his office to the hospital. And we had multiple tests, uh, catheterizations. We had all these things that went on. To Then the cardiologist comes in, and who was head of the department, great, great doctor. Yeah. And he says, Rick, you know, you're right. You never had this before, but it's there now. And, and it's really strange because unless people get shot or stabbed or something, you don't usually just come in with a hole in your heart like this. Yeah. And he says, but it's there, and we need to fix it. And he said, if you want to go get a second opinion at another medical center, you know, go ahead. But that, this is what we suggest is if we've got to, we've got to open you up. We've got to take care of this. I just said, no, I, I trust uh, what you've done. Let's do what we got to do. And so here I am, a 25-year-old guy in perfect health, brand new baby, top of the world in terms of what God's doing in my life. And I'm laying, you know, looking at a ceiling saying, God, if this is all you have for me, I'm okay with that. And I'm ready to go. I'd really love to see my kids grow up. I'd love to be able to to, to continue. But if this is yeah. all there is, you know, and it was a time of reflection. It was a time of really looking and evaluating what matters the most in my life. And it was amazing when you start evaluating that and thinking about that, a lot of stuff falls away really, really quickly. That for me was a pretty major mulligan when about 48 hours later, I mean, it felt like 48 <laughs> anyway, I woke up and I was there. And what we found through this process was there was a hole, but the hole had also created a, a large tear in my aortic valve. Wow. And had that not been found, they didn't find that till they opened me up. That's the kind of thing where, you know, when that dies, you're gone. You know, I mean, it's yes. It, it either had I not had a murmur, had they not had to go in, I definitely wouldn't be here talking to you today. <laughs> and, um, the point in that, uh, you know, I did a movie, boy, 10 years ago now called The Ultimate Gift. And one of the gifts is the gift of a day. Mm -hmm. and, and that means so much to me when every morning I wake up and I say, God, you gave me today. What am I going to do to glorify you in this day? And it really means that to me because uh, I live that. I walk through that and every day is a gift. And it's no different for any of us. Every day is a gift. I just was probably stupid enough that I needed some major <laughs> thing to, to remind me on a daily basis. But that for me has been an ultimate mulligan to say every day I, I get that, that same mulligan. I have another day to live. Wow. And I know that wasn't where you thought we would go with this, but that's a, oh. that's a true story. No, I'm, that's, I'm open to whatever. And, and I appreciate you telling us that because I, I know for me and probably a lot of people out there, we need to take that step back and hold on to what you said. Every day is a gift. It's a mulligan, and it's a chance to to impact the world that much more for Christ. He's yeah. We have that extra time, so I think that's a, that's a good thought. In your job, you you talked about this. Uh, some things don't resonate as much and and chime in. How did you draw these characters together in a screenplay from the book to help them express the need for all of us to have a mulligan? I mean, at different points in there. How how do you do that? Yeah, it's, it's always a, a fun process. And we actually added some new characters into the mix, too. And, you know, you look at the core message of the story, mm -hmm. and then you build out from there and then determine, you know, who's going to be the catalyst in each, each scene, even almost, to, yeah. uh, to take you to the next stage. We had Tom Lehman, who's a you know, touring pro, and he was the initial guy in the front of the movie 
who introduces Paul to the old pro to help fix his golf game. Yes. And uh, so that, of course, Tom gives us a huge credibility in the golf community as well as, as was the perfect guy to take us to that next level. So through that process, you just kind of begin to, to build out the relationships, you matrix, you know, the relationships with each of the characters. Some of the other areas that we really built up, we realized in the book, the book was really a conversation between the old pro and Paul. Well, yeah. you know, we can't have a two-hour conversation and make a movie out of it. So what we decided was we've got to go deeper into Paul's character uh-huh. and let's get to know his wife and what was broken about their relationship. And so those were a whole series of scenes that took us there. Let's get to know his son and see what's broken in their relationship and why. And a whole set of scenes that go into that. And each of these characters kind of began to you know, become a kind of a building block or a matrix to get you to, to the culmination or the climax of the message. No, it's just a fun process to see yeah. that come together. And, and many times when you're building this, you surprise yourself even with, you know, oh, wow, that really, <laughs> that, that fits there, you know, and it's a fascinating process to do that. I got to tell you that me and somebody who's, I'm not a very good golfer, but I've played forever. When I saw Tom Lehman in there, it's just like you said, I, I didn't even think about it other than my reaction when you said it, that it gave it credibility Yeah. and him saying, Hey, you know, you really need to go down the street to the public golf course and see the <laughs> yeah. old pro. And two, I thought some of the uh, ways that you use the old pro to have fun and everything, how, you know, Pat Boone was perfect. Oh, he was great. You know, uh, the other thing that we do when we're building a movie is, you have the casting process. An amazing casting director from uh, Pinewood Studios Atlanta, Mark Van Cannon. Usually what they'll do is they'll, they'll say, okay, you've got this kid character who's you know, 18 to 22 or, or whatever the age is. And uh, here are five people that we think will fit your budget that'll, you know, that would be perfect. And we can see if they're available. We'll audition them. We'll... And so usually do that with every character. When it got to the old pro, it was, you know what? Pat Boone's our guy. I mean, I don't want a list. Let's just go get Pat. <laughs> and uh, I knew he would be perfect for it. He's, oh. He loves golf. And I tell you, nobody brought it with as much energy as Pat did every day. You know, he's 87 years old. And yeah. he was phenomenal. He really did a great job. And I've worked with a lot of elderly actors over the years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to kind of take it a little slower. Sometimes you have to feed lines to them. And they're always amazing and magical because of who they are. Yeah. But Pat, none of that. I mean, he just was on it. He knew it. Oh. And uh, he knew his lines and just delivered them with the passion that they needed and mm-hmm. with, the, with the comedy that was needed. Just had a great time with it. So it was fantastic to have Pat part of this. Oh, oh, definitely. And and he did. He made it so much fun. I I loved it. Who are you hoping watches it as it comes out here to DVD? We really wanted it to to have something for everyone in the family. I mean, the beauty of this when we tested it with audiences, what we got back, especially from women, is this is not just a men's golf movie. I want to take my husband to this movie because of the messaging, because of the, the entertainment, because it is golf, but because I can enjoy it too. And and I think it is something that everyone can identify with. The father-son story, which is strong. The, the husband-wife relationship story, which is strong. And, and so we really do hope that it, it's something that the family can sit down and watch together. 
We did it as a, as a theatrical uh, for two nights as a Fathom event. Very <laughs> successful. We packed theaters across the country. And the reason we did it for two nights as a Fathom event was because we were just coming out of COVID and we didn't know if theaters were even going to be open, you know? So we said, well, let's right. just do a couple nights and let's try to drive people to that. And we'll get as many theaters as we can and we'll do the best we can. And that's, that's kind of our approach. And of course, as, as it grew, the theaters did open and could have done longer, but the two days really were good. They were successful. Then coming out of that, we've had letters and emails and texts that, you know, when's, when can I see the movie? I missed it. So we're really excited about August the 16th. It's going to be available anywhere and everywhere movies are made and, and seen. Walmart is doing a big in-cap placement of DVDs if you want to buy a DVD. Amazon Prime will have it in multiple formats. And uh, as it evolves here, starting August 16th, it'll be available everywhere. And I'm excited to be able to say that. So uh, wow. it's going to be fun. I'm so happy for you. And the thing that struck me with what you just said, and I was glad to hear, is that that women are seeing it as a, as a movie that they can watch and they want to bring their husbands to it. Wow, that's, that's fabulous. Yeah, it's uh, something that we had hoped we could do. Uh, we felt like it's a guy story. It's a, a guy movie. And, and, and in the book, you know, it's, it was very guy-centric. <laughs> you know? yes. So as we developed characters, like we were talking about earlier, we were really conscious of that and really conscious of trying to elevate these characters, both in the son relationships there as well as in the wife and, and even in his personal assistant. Carmen Lee does mm-hmm. an amazing job as Paul's assistant, and she has a, a great, great influential role in the movie, too. So uh, yes. you know, I think we were really successful in pulling those things together. Definitely. So now I want to switch over to something different, which is on the interactive journal, which I have. I know you think you journal, okay, what's this journal about and everything like that, but Philpot does such an amazing job. Yeah. And brings in the humor with it. Yeah, he's great. So tell us about that. I met Tim, uh, he came to the movie, and he's kind of one of these Renaissance men who he's been a judge, he's been an attorney, he's been a business executive. He was president of a, a major ministry men's organization. He's an author. I mean, he's just done so many things. And when I met him on set, I mean, he's just such a great character. And uh, it, he, him himself, he just resonated. Of course, he and Wally Armstrong have a long, long, long friendship. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've, they've known each other for, for most of their life. It was just really a, a natural thing to bring him in and be a part of, of what was happening and uh, the journal is such a big part of what uh, happens in the movie. So it's a great transition as, uh, you know, the old pro basically encourages Paul to journal, to begin to evaluate, to look internally at, you know, where where have I really made some good shots and and where do I need a mulligan? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think if we start doing that every day, we'd probably fill up a page. You could. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's certainly a neat benefit and a great uh, offshoot of what we're doing with the movie. Wonderful. And so on top of everything else, is there anything that you would want people that are listening to, to know? What else have we missed or, or something that you feel would uh, help them in, in getting to the movie or turning pe- other people onto it? Of course, we, we want everyone to enjoy the movie. I feel it's highly entertaining and fun, and it's something we can all relate to. It's probably out of the 31 now movies that I've made, it is the most succinct direct message of the gospel that I've ever put on film. 
And I did that with kind of a little bit of fear and trepidation because I didn't want to be preachy. I didn't want to beat anybody over the head with anything. But I think especially in the way that Paul's character and then Pat's character interacted, uh, you know, the old pro very naturally brings this into the conversation. And, and Paul walks away from it. And he says, mm-hmm. you know what, I don't think I'm ready. And how many of us have done that? We say, you know what, I, you know, okay, I'll get to it. This is not my time. And yet, so very naturally, this gospel message is there. And so I would encourage you also to maybe bring somebody with you that needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let them sit down in your living room and, and watch it with you or, or certainly encourage them to watch it because I, I th- they'll be entertained, but I think they'll also be challenged and maybe even inspired in that way. So my prayer is that it will be uh, a catalyst to affect change in people's lives because, boy, we all need mulligans. Yeah, so true. And I think the word that you use there for anybody listening is that it is not preachy. It it comes across so natural in conversational ways and illustrative ways that it's not something that will turn people off because it's like this, you know, in your face kind of thing. It's it's right. just so natural. Well, that's what we hoped would happen. So, uh, yep, we're, we're excited about that getting out there. Okay. Well, you did a wonderful job, Rick. It's been a blessing talking to you and and fun. And you pulled this together in a way that really I felt hit home. Anything else you want to say before we go or? No, I think, uh, I think we're good. Just encourage your uh, support of the movie. And uh, so we can do more like this. And so we can kind of see it have the reach that it needs to have. Uh, Thank you for making it available and uh, letting your audience know about it. I really appreciate it. No problem. And, and God bless you. And, uh, you know, keep praying for your work and all that you're doing. Thank you.